Chapter 33 The Mark of the Beast Who's like our great emperor? There's no competition remotely close, the news anchor said, discussing Azrael's remarkable recovery. After witnessing something so incredible as this, you gotta ask, who's able to make war with him? The anchor followed up. I can't think of a single person, dead or alive, who's a match for our emperor, Lord Azrael Augustus, young he replied. Rabbi Adriel Horowitz went so far as to call him the Messiah, the female commentator said. We're standing by for a live broadcast from the emperor himself, young he added. Looks like he's coming on, she announced, as the devil possessed, as the devil possessed Azrael faced the camera in the briefing room. The beast addressed a live audience of a hundred thousand people in addition to the global empire via live video stream. He wore golden armor similar to Apollyon's with precious stones in the breastplates and shoulders. He embodied the aura of a god emperor. He raised both hands in greetings before he spoke. Greetings, citizens of the First World Empire. I'm pleased to have recovered from yet another failed assassination attempt on my life, the, em the evil emperor said. Radical Christian terrorists, as well as extraterrestrial operatives, are a growing threat to our empire. To avoid total collapse, we must initiate a global state of emergency for the safety and security of the First World Empire, evil puppet Azrael explained. All of the assassins were identified as active duty military members. These blazing signs of treachery are evidence that a formal military command is unavailing. He frowned at the commanders in the front row. Hence, effective immediately, all military personnel will receive a thought-monitoring brain implant, just like mine. He pointed to the metallic dot in his forehead. With the neuron radio, we'll all be vibrating to the same tune as one cohesive unit. There will be no room for thoughts of rebellion or treachery. The Emperor promised, baring his teeth. While the assassins have been tried and crucified, my legions are currently sweeping the globe for those who finance this terror, he informed the crowd, giving him their undivided attention. In consequence, all transactions, great and small, will enter a new level of transparency and scrutiny. From here on, Bitcoin is hands outlawed, the Emperor spoke. Surrender your BTC, and you can redeem it in value for FWE token. First World Empire tokens are backed by Bitcoin, and they have a higher level of security for the user and the empire. They cannot be stolen, they cannot be hacked, most importantly, they cannot be used to back
terrorism, the Emperor explained. In order to spam FWE tokens, the user must first get the latest Imperial Biometric Interface update, also known as IBI. What is IBI, you say? It's a secure method of paying for goods and services with your blood, he said. The most secure mode of authentication is your DNA. DNA by itself can be compromised. However, if regular IBI codes are added to the user's DNA, blood becomes a secure way of transacting. We cannot allow these unjabbed Christian terrorists to fund further violence upon the empire. Those without the latest IBI codes will not be provided meal rations. They won't be able to buy groceries or any goods or services, the Antichrist explained. This policy will affect all, great and small, poor and wealthy alike. You must get your IBI or you will not participate in society. He supplied the ultimatum. If you don't have your IBI codes, we can only assume you are supporting the enemy. Hence, all anti-IBI opposition will be crucified at once. There are now IBI stations in every domicile complex. It's one jab in the right arm for civilians and and a brain implant for my army's entrusted advisors with security clearances. The Emperor said, giving Yasmin chills as she heard him speak from the state-sponsored TV in her luxury domicile. She listened to the force broadcast while she scrolled through scripture. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on the right hand on their forehead, and that no one can buy or sell except one who received the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let who has understand calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of the man, his number is 666. Yasmin was aghast as she read the scriptures, listening to the Antichrist speak. The emperor steepled his fingers. Our intelligence suggests that most organized religions may be cults with connections to hostile extraterrestrial beings. We cannot afford to battle with the likes of Shiva and Kale, Yahweh, Allah, or what have you, he professed. Summoning these beings is a great threat to global security. As we are already managing one such incident, all religions moving forward are outlawed in the First World Empire, the Emperor dictated. Fear not, for a, for a terrestrial god arises amongst the flames of your shadow deities. It is not your frivolous gods and deities that will save you from the perils we face. It is by my genius and technology that you will be liberated. Behold, I have risen from the dead, empowered by ingenuity. Ergo, from this day forward, you will address me as Lord Omnius Amen, your invincible God Emperor. 
by law, you will offer your prayers and sacrament unto me, he commanded. Hear me, women of the empire, wed and unwed alike. Come unto me, so that we may replenish the ranks of our empire. Honor yourself in thy kingdom and bear my imperial seed. He spoke lava and honey as he invited the women of the world to become his demonic surrogates. The women in the crowd roared and threw bras and thongs towards the stage. We have braved darker days and we will see darker. Yet as sure as the sun shines, I assure you, this empire will thrive for the next ten millennia, the emperor promised, arching his arms in the sky. The crowd cheered with the energy of a thousand Super Bowls. I thank you all for your time. Please get your IBIs. You have three days. Your Lord Omnius Omni will bless and preserve you, he assured before ending his speech. Yasmin vomited after watching the press conference. It made her sick to her stomach. She was scared. Not three-day in zombie horse scared or doomsday global plague scared. She was, oh my god, I just fucked the Antichrist and he wants to put a chip in my brain scared. The hyperbolic texts of revelations were becoming her reality. She video called the only one she felt she could trust. Apollyon. Apollyon! Yasmin cried on the phone. I know, he said casually. I didn't even, she started. Yes, but I have more than enough data to accurately anticipate your grievance, he told her. I observed the embrace between you and the being masquerading around as my father. I watched your expression and I knew he requested to be intimate with you. During this time, you were bound to discover he was not Azrael and summoned me, Apollyon deduced. Wow, you're good, Yasmin complimented. Yes. Definitely not Azrael, she affirmed. How long have you known? She asked. I noticed a micro-expression, something subtle in his eyes, and a tone of voice. When he arose in a surgical bay, Apollyon told her, Is he who I think he is? Yasmin asked. The mythical Antichrist? Apollyon asked. Yasmin nodded. My circuits want to dismiss this scripture as fiction literature, yet the cyber-sentient part of me believes there are things science and logic cannot explain, he continued. My father was, he corrected, my father is against the Christians because they attempted to kill him. He's a great man. You know this better than I do, Apollyon told him. Asriel is the best. You said your father is a great man, she emphasized. Is. Do you think you can bring him back, Yasmin asked. I confess, the last experiments I conducted were not successful. It's almost like the universe is saying don't tinker with the dead, Apollyon admitted. What happened, she asked. I brought back my dead mother, not Sophia, but it was in the body of my mom, he said shamefully. I brought back his dead mother, not Sophia, but it was in the body of my mom, he said shamefully. I had much more data and a hard copy of my father's code, laser engraved in diamond, he explained. Still, I believe my father is still alive in there, he said, referring to his father's brain. What makes you say that, Yasmin asked. 
Apollyon felt embarrassed to admit his reasoning. I, I just believe, he said, wondering what makes him different from the Christians. I need something a little more tangible than that, Yasmin said. This Antichrist is trying to put a chip in my brain to read my thoughts and dreams and ensure my undying loyalty, she mocked him. You can protect me, right, Apollyon? Yasmin asked. Yasmin, if this is an imperial mandate, then all of the Empire's troops are bound to enforce it. You're asking me to, to fight the entire Imperial security force? Even if I were inclined to do so, I couldn't assure your safety, he told her. The best I can do is spirit you away to an off-the-grid location, Apollyon insisted. I would like that, Yasmin said, thinking about life on a deserted island. Pack your things, we leave at once, Apollyon commanded. The Mad Emperor started a global holocaust to purge the world of religion. Anywhere he went, he was met, anywhere he was met with opposition, he utterly annihilated them with brute force. Anyone who didn't perish in the onslaught was crucified. There were no more trials, just rapid executions. He was ruthless, boastful, and above all, blasphemous. After he outlawed all religion, he established his own cult, and every former house of worship became his temple. God's temple in Israel was renamed Mount Amun, and the devil stood above all in his penthouse in the sky. 90% of the global population had received their IBI jabs. The Antichrist was at war with the remaining 10%. It was a long, relentless war among the devil, his legions, the killer robots, set against the faithful. Every day it got harder to live publicly for Yadhova. The groceries of the underground economy accepting Bitcoin became scarcer by the day. Citizens informed against other citizens out of duty and fear of the empire. There was no privacy with hypersecurity. CCTV cameras and laser microphones surveilled every inch of the empire. Every imperial domicile had imperial issued TVs with a camera and a microphone listening and watching the citizens of the Antichrist's kingdom. The live data feed was streamed to the imperial, to the emperor's cloud and the neuron radio giving him a sense of omnipotence. He could hear all, see all, he could enter the thoughts and dreams of his soldiers at will and he did so often. He was connected to everyone who took his mark. A piece of him was in the DNA of everyone who took the IBI. The Emperor could feel them. They were now a part of him, and he was something wicked.